This is the Italian Citizenship Podcast, hosted by Marco Permonian and Rafael Di Furia. Hello there, and welcome to another edition of the Italian Citizenship Podcast, of course, presented by ItalianCitizenshipAssistance.com. Today, we are back again with the one and only... Marco Permoni, and how you doing, man? Good, how are you? I'm doing well, thank you. And in this episode, we wanted to just dive in a little bit deeper on the situation for people who are getting Italian citizenship specifically through their grandparents. We've done an episode on parents, we've done an episode on great-grandparents and beyond, and it, it does cover the grandparent situation, but we wanted to specifically go into what is the situation and what do things look like for somebody who is getting Italian citizenship through their grandparents. So Marco, I guess we should start out with the basics. What does a person need to know to be able to get started with the process for Italian citizenship by descent? People who have Italian-born grandparents will qualify for Italian citizenship by descent if at least one of the grandparents was not naturalized at the time of the birth of the child who was born in the US. Now, it could be the grandfather, it could be the grandmother, but if it is the grandmother, the only one that you can use, you have to make sure whether your parent was born before or after 1948, because if, say, for example, your grandfather naturalized before your parent was born, and the only one you can use is your grandmother, but if your parent was born before 1948, you're not really able to use her unless you go through the court system and you file a 1948 case. We talked about that uh, extensively. But in brief, the Italian constitution gave the ability to women to transfer their citizenship onto their children only uh, as of January 1st, 1948. So before that date, even if the grandmother was Italian, but if your parent was born prior to that date, your parent didn't really get their Italian citizenship through their mother. Uh, so the only way for you to enforce your right is to go through the court system. But in, instead, if your parent was born after 1948, then you can just apply for Italian citizenship the, the traditional way through an Italian consulate or through an Italian municipality. Now, if you're using your grandfather, it's very important that your uh, grandparents were married at the time of the birth of your parent. Otherwise, you're going to have to prove that your grandfather is legally the father of your parent, so either your mom or dad. And how do you prove that? You need an acknowledgement of paternity. Like if you don't have it already, it is more realistic that you're going to be able to get it if your grandparent is still alive. Now, if you're using your grandfather to apply for citizenship, you have to make sure that your grandparents were legally married at the time of the birth of your parents, so either your mother or father, because otherwise there may be doubts regarding the identity of the father of the child if the grandparents were not legally married. Now, what happens if your grandparents were not married? How can you apply for citizenship if you're using your grandfather? Uh, you need to have an acknowledgement of paternity, which uh, he must have signed at the time of the birth of his child. Now, if you're applying for citizenship through your grandparents, it, make it, it makes it easier. Now, if your grandfather didn't sign an acknowledgement of paternity at the time of the birth of his child, you can have him sign it now if he's still alive. Or if your grandfather has passed away and he never signed 
an acknowledgement of paternity before he passed, there may be other ways of proving that he is actually the father of the child. Um, you could use a will, if in the will he included an acknowledgement of paternity, or it may be sufficient to produce your parents' birth certificate if the signature of your grandfather is on the birth certificate of your parent, which is normally not the case, unfortunately, in the US, but in some cases, your grandfather may have signed the birth certificate of your parent. So just to clarify what you said there about if there's an acknowledgement of paternity in the will, could it be something as simple as, and to my son slash daughter, I bequeath X, Y, and Z? That's a very good question, actually, and I've looked into that recently. And it's debatable, so mm -hmm. it's not necessarily true. That uh, it, it depends on how your grandfather phrased the acknowledgement of paternity. So there may be doubts if he said, "I leave everything to," and, and then just the name of his child. Right. There may be even doubts if he said, "To my son or daughter," and then the name of the child. Uh, of course, the ideal situation is that he said in the will. I acknowledge that this is my child. Uh -huh. uh, in that situation, there are no doubts. But in any other situation, depending on how he phrased the sentence, it may or may not be sufficient, and it may or may not be considered as an acknowledgement of paternity. So how would it, like, what would it come down to to decide that? Is it really just at the discretion of the clerk that you're dealing with, or is there some other factor to be able to know whether it's good enough or not? Unfortunately, yes. Now, when I said I've looked into that recently, I was looking at the Italian jurisprudence, so uh, legal precedence, and the courts have had different opinions in the recent years. So I would expect the clerk at the consulate to have the same doubts. And, you know, and it would probably depend, it would probably be up to their discretion to decide uh, whether or not the acknowledgement of paternity or, or what you believe is an acknowledgement of paternity within a will is sufficient or not. Of course, the decision of the clerk can be challenged. It can be challenged in court. Uh, but to answer your question, yes, it would be up to their discretion. Fascinating. That's something that I've never heard about before and, and never would take into consideration. But since we talked so much about the, the line going through the grandfather, Maybe it might be worth focusing on the grandmother for a moment and what that might look like for an individual who would be interested in, in getting their citizenship through their grandmother, through the female line. Well, first of all, uh, since we just spoke about the marriage between the grandparents, it is less important that the grandparents are actually married if you're using your grandmother. Mm -hmm. uh, if she gave birth to her child in an hospital, uh, normally the fact that she is named on the birth certificate is sufficient per se, to prove that she is the mother, so mm -hmm. that she is the Italian mother of the child. Now, I'm not saying to people to not get the marriage certificate. That's very important to get. The consulate will probably ask you for the marriage certificate. But let's say that if you are lacking the marriage certificate, if you're using the grandmother rather than the grandfather, mm -hmm. uh, you may have, you may be able to succeed anyway. Mm -hmm. And you may, um, and the consulate may be able to accept your application even if your grandparents were not legally married. Uh huh. And so, I guess maybe just taking this quickly back to the grandfather, if the grandfather is on the birth certificate, is that something that's sufficient 
in this case? No, absolutely not. That would be the opposite situation to what I just said. So the fact that the grandfather is named on the birth certificate is absolutely not sufficient. If he signed the birth certificate, it's one thing, and mm -hmm. that would be sufficient. Uh -huh. But like I said, normally the father, according to my experience, never signed the birth certificate or in just very few occasions or very, just very few states that had that section on the birth certificate. But normally the birth certificate is not signed by the father, only by the mother. In some cases, not even by the mother, uh, by the nurse. Mm -hmm. uh, but um, the father is normally never, uh, the signature of the father is normally never on the birth uh -huh. certificate, just his name. And his name alone is unfortunately not sufficient to establish paternity. Absolutely fascinating. But anyway, getting back to the, the, the situation with the mother, um, what other concerns would a person want to take into consideration? So we were talking about the 1948 rule before. So if your grandmother gave birth to her child prior to 1948, and you can only use your grandmother as the Italian ancestor because your grandfather became naturalized maybe uh, before the birth of the child or because your grandmother is the only Italian in the family, well, in that case, you can only pursue Italian citizenship via the court system. So you have to file a 1948 case. Whereas if the child of the grandmother was born after 1948, that allows you to apply for citizenship through an Italian consulate or an Italian municipality. Interesting. And uh, I'm just wondering, because there's always weird little situations that can pop up from time to time. Are there any situations that you've seen that may be unique that are worth kind of covering um, that somebody may come across in an unlikely situation? Yes, that's an interesting question. For example, um, I've had a case uh, in the past where the grandmother was not Italian uh, or of Italian descent, and she became an Italian citizen via the marriage through the Italian grandfather. But then the grandfather became naturalized prior, maybe just a few months prior to the birth of his child. In that case, my uh, client was able to apply for citizenship through his grandmother, um, who became an Italian citizen through the marriage, because we have said it in other videos, if you are a woman who married an Italian before 1983, or somebody with the right to Italian citizenship, uh, you become an Italian citizen automatically under Italian law. And this law only changed in 1983. Now, in that situation, the consulate may require that the grandmother, if she's still alive, formally applies for citizenship. It depends on what the consulate wants, but that's normally the case. But if your grandmother is still alive, she could apply for citizenship through marriage. And uh, then you will be able to apply for citizenship through your Italian grandmother, uh, who became an Italian citizen at the time of the marriage, but whose Italian citizenship was formally recognized retroactively when she did apply for citizenship. That's, uh, you've mentioned it a, a few times, and I always am fascinated by that way of getting Italian citizenship. Um, I'm assuming, though, that most clerks at consulates will have no idea that this is even a possibility. So when you go to apply for Italian citizenship in this way, is there something that, like a particular way that a person should prepare? Is there like a, a law that they should have printed out or somehow that they should explain this to the consulars? It would probably be necessary to explain this to the clerk at the consulate. Chances are that they don't really know. 
about this situation. You may have a hard time explaining this to them, but uh, the law was clear. The the law, um, the nineteen twelve law, uh, which mentioned that women who married Italian citizens were considered automatically as Italian citizens. So the law was very clear. Uh, like I said, they may just ask that your grandmother formally applies for citizenship uh, in order to formally recognize that her citizenship status. So it, it, it may not be able, it may not be possible for you to apply if your grandmother passed away, for example. Mm-hmm. But that again depends on what the consulate requires. Interesting. And so is that something that even like maybe that you can help your clients to explain or like say, for example, they come to apply in Italy that you can help explain that to the clerks there or that you can help prepare your client in that way? Yeah, of course, that's uh, in most cases absolutely necessary to explain it to the clerk. I would be uh, surprised uh, if the clerk knew that situation already. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I, I think uh, that it would be difficult to find someone who would know this off the top of their head. But there's one type of situation that's a bit odd that I know comes uh, to me off the top of my head. And that's a situation for a person who may find themselves ineligible for Italian citizenship by descent. But there is still a loophole to be able to get Italian citizenship through a grandparent. Exactly. Under Italian law, if you have an Italian-born grandparent or parent, but you don't qualify for citizenship by descent, you are uh, entitled to Italian citizenship through residency after only three years of full-time legal residency in Italy. In other words, if you have Italian grandparents, maybe both of them, and they both qual- they both naturalized before their child was born, uh, or maybe just one of them, and he or she happened to have become naturalized before their child was born. So you don't qualify for citizenship through, uh, but by descent, the situation where uh, the woman got citizenship through the marriage with the man doesn't apply to you, where in those situations, the only way for you to be able to claim your citizenship is either through marriage or through residency. And if you aren't married to an Italian, like you just said, the only way is uh, to apply for citizenship through residency and you have this expedited path to citizenship through residency for the sole fact that you are of Italian descent but it just works up to the second degree so only if you have an Italian born grandparent or parent like I said you would have to live in Italy for three years full time meaning at least six months and one day on a visa so you can just be a visitor you would have to relocate to Italy and stay long term on a visa and stay for longer than six months every year. Uh, you can apply for any type of visa, an elective residency visa, work visa, student visa, um, any kind of visa that allows you to register as a resident of a specific Italian town. And I believe the most important requirement to keep in mind is that you have to be registered as a resident without interruptions for uh, the previous three years at the time in which you present your application for citizenship through residency, which means that if you move from one place to the other, you need to make sure that there are no interruptions in your uh, registration Mm -hmm. as a resident. So when you move to the new place, you have to have registered immediately and there needs to be no gap between the two registrations in the previous town and in the new town. Very interesting. But I guess getting back a little bit more on track, uh, for a person who is applying for Italian citizenship by descent through their grandparents, 
what are the documents that they would require to go through all of this? Well, they would need the Italian grandparents birth certificate from Italy. So the birth certificate for the grandparent who was born in Italy, their marriage certificate. Uh, in some cases, the marriage license is also required. Uh, the birth certificate for your parent, the marriage certificate for your parent, and again, a marriage license may be required if available in that specific state, and the applicant's birth certificate and marriage certificate uh, and birth certificate for the children if the applicant is married and has children. You will need the birth certificate for the grandparent who was born in Italy with the parents' names. So make sure that when you get the Italian birth certificate, it has the names of the parents, of both parents. Um, the Italian birth certificate doesn't have to be translated into English. You can just use it in Italian. Um, you will need your grandparents' marriage certificate. You will need your grandparents' marriage certificate if they were married in Italy. If they were married in the U.S., you will need their U.S. marriage record and the marriage license if it is available in the state where they got married. You will need the death certificate of your grandfather if you're using your grandfather. Then you will need the birth certificate for your parent, so either your mother or father, uh, the long form, so make sure that when you get the American birth certificates, you get the long form, so the longest version available with the exact place of birth, so, so not just the county and the name of the parents. Then you will need your parents' marriage certificate and again, the marriage license if it's available. You will need your own birth certificate, again, in long form, and you will need um, your own marriage certificate if you're married and your children's birth certificate if you have minor children. And of course, if the parents that you're using is deceased, you will also need his or her death certificate. Now, there will be some consulates that will require that you also present the birth and death certificates for the people who are not in the Italian line but are married to the people in the Italian line. For example, if you're using your grandfather and father to apply for citizenship, some consulates may also require that you present your grandmother's birth certificate and death certificate and your mother's birth certificate and death certificate if she is deceased. And, um, and also your spouse's birth certificate may be required in that situation. Again, depending on what the consulate requires. All the documents will need to be apostilled the American documents, of course, not the Italian documents. So you will have to obtain uh, an apostille from uh, the state in which the documents were issued. There may be some intermediate steps to be taken. For example, in the state of New York, in some cases, you have to have the document authenticated by the county clerk, and then subsequently you can get the apostille. And all the documents in English will also need to be translated into Italian. And most consulates, they... Um, they're okay with a normal uncertified translation. Well, that sounds like we've gotten to the end of that subject. And I think this may be a great place to round out this episode. And of course, if anybody is needing any help with this, how can they get in contact with you and your team? 
People can contact us through our website, italiancitizenshipassistance.com, or give us a call. The number is on the website. Absolutely fantastic. And of course, if you are interested in more content like this about Italian citizenship, be sure that you're subscribed to this YouTube channel or to the audio only podcast. But if you happen to be subscribed to the YouTube channel, you also get the bonus of also being subscribed to the Italian real estate podcast that Marco and I also collaborate on. And also, if you are interested in life in Italy, living in Italy, living in Italy as an Italian dual citizen, and to get to see some of this beautiful nation that Marco and I get to call home, be sure to come over to my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Rafael Di Furia, or you can also check out my audio-only podcast. But we look forward to seeing you all next time for another episode of the Italian Citizenship Podcast presented by italiancitizenshipassistance.com. Of course, we've been here with Italian attorney Marco Permunian, and I am Rafael Di Furia. Stay safe and stay healthy out there, and we'll see you all next time. Thank Later. you. Later.